the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's been a fascinating journey through the book of Judges as we have taken a look at these judges God has set up for the rescuing of Israel. We're still in the life of Samson. A lot to learn. Join us. Way of Grace, coming up next. And again, welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We are back in Judges 16, looking at the life of Samson. The message is called Samson, Lord, I'm Sorry. We've seen who this man is and the fact that he is a sinner. And he is, although it is just a type, it is a type nonetheless of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we're exploring today and tomorrow. Samson is only a type of Christ. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Believers are called to be awake. And I know that there's a love and intimacy and a conjugal relationship at the metaphorical level that brings about not a sleepiness, but an alertness, a quickening, a revelation up out of the slothfulness. When I enter in deep, spiritual, conjugal, covenant relationship with God through Christ by the Holy Ghost, I learn more. I wake up more. I am more alert. I am more inclined, more resolved, more desirous to walk in his right standard. I want to walk in the light. I'm not a child of darkness. You listening to me? So there is that kind of love that causes you to see more comprehensively, spiritually. God never enters into a relationship with you to put you to sleep. That's the job of the whore. That's this world system you live in. That's Babylon. The mystery harlot of Revelation 17, I taught you this. Revelation 18, I taught you this. Her job is to take men and increase their transgression. Isn't that what Solomon said? The whore increases transgressions against men to put you to sleep so that you can sleep the sleep of death and wake up in hell. This is spiritual sleep, child of God. Would you hear me? Spiritual sleep. Like a lot of people are in spiritual sleep right now and you're trying to wake them up. But no, that whore has put them to sleep because they sold out. Are you hearing me? They're spiritually sleeping, don't want you to wake them up. And if God doesn't wake them up, it's a problem. I'm getting ready to teach you that. You have the enemy surrounding you about because they figure you, that, that whore going to put you out. And it can't happen to a true believer. Did you hear what I just stated? Can't happen to a true believer. 
See, this world system is never going to put you out so much that you lose your sense of who you are in God. This world system is not going to do that. This world system might put you to sleep temporarily, but God has a timer on your stupid, stupid sleep. He has an alarm on your stupid sleep. And after so long, that alarm goes off and you have to wake up. Did that make some sense? See, only real sinners know what I'm talking about. Only real sinners. The rest of y'all don't even know I'm speaking in tongues without interpretation. You don't even really know. You don't know what I'm saying. You don't know that when we do stupid, God puts a limit on our stupid because he's not going to let us perish if we're chosen of God, if we're called by God's grace. But the enemy sure enough wants to depopulate the world, doesn't he? He wants us out of here, saved or not. He wants you out. And he's going to always use the whore to get you. The whore of this world system, vanity fair, the delectable mountains, every carnal thing is a whore motif that will take you away from God. They thought for sure she worked Brother Samson over, didn't they? We're going to hang out all night. And then when he wake up in the morning, we're going to kill him. What a plan. What they didn't realize was that Samson went temporarily insane because he was a child of God acting in ways that did not correspond with who he really was. So now the reality is, is y'all ready? They went to sleep. See, doesn't the word of God make you feel good when it gets taught right? We going to hang out all night because we know that that girl going to work that boy over We'll get him in the morning as he's headed to the gate. They think he's a normal man. They don't know he's supernaturally endowed and the third person has been with him while he was in his mama's womb. And that's what you and I need, the third person. Now notice what it says. And they lay wait for him all night in the gate of the city and were quiet all night. Who was? They were saying in the morning when it is day, we shall what? So they bought their own advice, sure that they could go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and catch Samson before he goes to work. They got another thing coming, don't they? Under point number one, who is the man Samson? Three things. He's as saved as Moses. Would you agree? Just because you want to compare some. He's just as saved as Moses. And, And quite frankly, remember, Moses had issues. He ran up on a brother, killed him real quick, and then tried to hide him under the sand. And then he couldn't even go into the promised land because his anger got him again over against the silly people of God. People of God will make you mad. Did you know that? (laughs) They will make you mad. They get to go over, he don't. But him and Elijah are seen on the mountain of transfiguration with Jesus in glory. Is this not a sinner's gospel? Yeah, Samson is as saved as Moses. He's as sanctified as Aaron. We know that. In fact, I would say more. Aaron was a lost sinner until God called him and Moses to come deliver the people of God. We don't know what Aaron was doing down there in Egypt, do you? But we know this, the Holy Ghost was on Samson in the womb, led him all his days. And Aaron, a picture of the great high priest, He committed one of the greatest atrocities. 
in what we call the archetype of apostasy, making two golden calves just three months into their journey to the promised land, ready to turn all the people around and go right back to Egypt. Aaron saved, just as saved as Moses, just as saved as Moses and Samson. And Samson is as servant-oriented and spirit-led as Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. You guys remember it. Jeremiah got the call from God. This is what we're working on in sanctification. And sanctification is when God calls you, separates you from the world, sets you aside, qualifies you, and uses you, right? Is that what it is? Separation, qualification, service. That's what sanctification is. And here's what was said. God said, before I formed you in the belly, I what? Did God know Jeremiah? Did he know Samson? And before you came forth out of the womb, I what? Did he set set, uh, Jeremiah apart before the womb? That's what he just said. Did he do that with Samson? He did that with every one of us if we are in Christ. He set us apart in Christ before the world began. He sanctified the totality of our life under a mechanism of predestination where God chose our parents. He chose the place, the time. He chose the manner of our life as a child. He set up us up for the day of crisis and met us on the Damascus road. And that's how you came to know him by faith. Your salvation is never an accident. Does that make some sense? He sanctified you before you affirmed it. And then God ordained Jeremiah to be a prophet to the what? To the nations. And Jeremiah's pleading with God, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. Jeremiah is one of the most boldest prophets we have in the scripture. We call him the demolition prophet because he's dealing not only with the nations around the world, but Israel is in the steep of its wickedness and apostasy. Steep in whoredoms. Jeremiah's the one that says it over in Jeremiah chapter two. Israel is like a dromedary of, of, of camels in heat running through the desert, waiting to be entered into by everything. And I guess what I'm getting ready to help you understand is that the harlot that Samson is dealing with is really a representation of national Israel. Yeah, this ain't hard. This is not hard. Israel is in the promised land, isn't she? Israel is constantly depicted as abandoning the true and living God, isn't he? Isn't she? Constantly uh, going a whoring, isn't she? So Samson is giving us a kind of optic of the, the fallacy of Israel so it can be a picture to them. Why is Samson in this temporary mode of abandoning God and, and entering into a relationship with a harlot? Well, it's because Samson and Israel and you and me are sinners. We're sinners. And remember, you can transcend this concept of a physical whore just in case some of you never ever had one. We're glad. That way you don't get the little creatures. But you've committed some kind of whoredom. I can tell you that now. You, you and I are whoremongers in some kind of way. I can tell you that. It might be in private. It might be in the comic books. It might be in some little obtuse thing that you are committing the idolatry of inordinate satisfaction and not finding it in God. Don't act like you're better than Samson. You're not. Samson is as saved as Jeremiah was. 
I love it. Jeremiah had a problem, too, in the 20th chapter. We're not going to go there. But after a while, those hard-headed people drove him so crazy. He said, God, I quit. (laughs) Any of y'all remember that? I ain't said nothing else to these crazy people. Every time I talk for you, Lord, guess what? They curse me out. They threaten me. They want to put me in a pit. They want to write bad things about me in the newspaper. I didn't sign up for this. That's my brother Jeremiah. Church folk are hard to deal with if you take it personally. I taught y'all that too. The best servants learn not to take it personally. So Jeremiah for a little while descended into taking it personal. I would too if you, you got the whole kingdom talking about killing you. <laughs> right? Like the, like the short order to this dilemma is... All right, God, I'm, I'm turning in my, my, I'm turning in my resi- resignation. I'm done for five minutes. Holy Ghost comes up on him when, he go, when they go to talking crazy again. You remember that? Jeremiah chapter 20. I heard, I hearkened, and no man spake aright. No one was telling the truth about God. And that word was so deep inside my bones, and it started coming up like fire. And I couldn't keep my mouth closed. I found myself telling it all over again. That's right. So Jeremiah had his problems. Point number two. Point number two. Who was Sam, the man Samson? He saved, sanctified, service-oriented. I can have Samson on my team all the time. This goes without saying Samson is a sinner, and therefore there's a glitch in the system that from time to time deviates from the course. Do y'all have one? Yeah, yeah it's in your hard drive too. There's a glitch in the system. You just got to figure it out so you can ask God to help you put a legitimate default button so you can recover quickly. You got a glitch in the system too. Four things here. You don't see it, but three of them you see, but uh, there's a fourth one I want you to get. A few of us will admit that we're sinners. You see that sub point A? A few of us will admit that we're sinners. Do y'all see that? A few of us. Solomon said, there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. I think he got that right. I think the Bible's clear when it says there's none good, no, not one. There's not one that doeth good, that seeks God, that understands. All of us are rotten by nature. And you get very few church folk that will tell the truth like that. They're kind of say, well, like, you know, every now and then, I, you know, I'm not perfect. That's how they say it. No, you a sinner. Like you like far from perfect. I'm sorry. It's rotten enough for God to reject you if it wasn't for a substitute. And if he ever takes his hand off you, you're going to be 10 times worse than Samson. We know that. Some of us know that, don't we? Sometimes our thoughts just frighten us to death. Just, man, how can you think like that? Lord, save me from me. I beat and took the whole world out. I'm not even sleeping. I'm figuring out ways to take out all of these wicked rulers. I'm going to liberate us from all of this high-tech biosecurity state. Homo deus, homo novice foolishness. I'm going to do it. I'm, gonna, I'm figuring it out right now how to do it. Just going to figure it out. I'm not even sleeping. I'm trying to work on how to creep up on them. 
You know how dumb that is? But I'm trying to figure it out. I want my grandkids to live, so I'm trying to clone myself into 20 persons so I can get at the G20 nation and climb up in there and do something to some of these fools. I'm giving you a little insight into the way I think from time to time, brother. Deviating from the course. Deviating from the course. Then the Lord has to say, son, don't worry about it. I got it all handled. There's a fundamental error we all make. It's Psalms uh, chapter 19, verse 12 and 13. I just want you to see it because I'm moving on. Psalms 19, 12 and 13. Listen to it. See, David figured it out. David figured it out. This this is why I'm saying you got to really learn from your mistakes. You can't not embrace your ugliness. God paid for it. You don't get to reject what God paid for, but you got to figure out how to deconstruct that monster and reconstruct it with God's help. Does that make sense? You don't fear your failures. It'll make you lie. It'll cause you to be a liar. And see, confession is the way you and I get released from failures. That's part of the package of liberation. You're about to get that in a moment. Notice what he says. Who can understand his errors? Do you see it? Who can understand the glitches in his default system? Who can really understand it? No one. This is how you know you can't understand it because you do it twice. If you ever do a thing twice, it means you don't understand it. Sorry. Am I making some sense? You know how you try to, you try to catch it. Before it happens, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it. I'm going to, dang it, I missed it again. You like fall right into the cycle, into the same pattern. Am I making some sense? And you're going, this this is a problem. Lord, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Who can understand his errors? This is why you need God on your side. You need God on your side because your errors are way bigger than you. See, they actually fit into a larger scheme with a master controller that's outside of you. See? You you, you can't solve your brokenness and your propensities and your bents and your inclinations and your proclivities by yourself. Because you can't comprehend them. Am I making some sense? This is why we call God sovereign. Man's goings are of the Lord. How then can he understand his own way? Man's goings are of the Lord. A sovereign God carved out your path before you came into the world. He knew your first parents were liars and traitors and deviated from the courts and everything coming out of them would do the same thing. And so he's been working with that since the fall, has he not? He's got programs and systems already in place in his redemptive goals that know how to catch you in all your stupid choices and get you back on path. And a lot of times you won't even know how you got into trouble or how you got out of trouble, except you know God delivered you. Right now, that's pretty brilliant. Why are you still saved? I told somebody this morning, Pastor, how are you doing? I said, I feel pretty good. How come? Because I'm still saved. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I'm still saved. It's a remarkable thing to wake up still saved. 
It really is. It's a remarkable thing to wake up and, and to have your mind on God. It's a remarkable thing to wake up enthusiastic about worshiping God. It's a remarkable thing to lay down before you get up and you open your eyes and you say, Father, thank you for another day. It's a remarkable thing to say in your soul, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm getting up. I'm getting ready. I'm going to worship the true and the living God with a handful of men and women that really are trying to keep it real. It's a wonderful thing to celebrate the true and the living God. The wonderful thing. The wonderful thing. And David says, cleanse me from what? Secret faults. Now, this is beautiful. Because, see, David wasn't going around talking about what he knew. See what I'm getting at? He walked by what? See, he knew he had a God who could fix it. Now, notice what he says. He says, Lord, cleanse me. Lord, cleanse me. That's a sanctification motif, is it not? Holds me down. I get filthy. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Is that what he's saying? See, he's not saying to God, I'm not going to do anything, but when I do, cleanse me. This is good. Because his capacity for freedom to keep it moving is rooted not in him, but in his Savior and all that his Savior done to provide for his liberation whenever he messes up. See what I'm getting at? Lord, deliver. Can you imagine Samson saying that? Lord, I'm laying here next to a strange, beautiful woman. I got a feeling I'm in trouble. Can you imagine him saying that? He had to. He had to. You better actually determine what you are and how it works in you. Because see, the text tells me that Samson got up right before midnight. Y'all got time for me? See, he didn't stay there all night long. Holy Ghost said, boy, get your tail up. Didn't he? All right, boy, get on up. Get on up. Get up. It's enough. You didn't mess up. You know you did. Yes, Lord. Jesus said in the gospel of chapter of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 31, all manner of sin shall be forgiven the sons of men. You need to be running all over this place. How broad is God's mercy that the son of the living God, the propitiation for our sins, would say every kind of sin is forgivable with God. Yeah, see, we don't have enough sinners in the house. See, a guilty sinner will hear that and it will encourage his soul. A guilty sinner, a trapped sinner, a burdened sinner, a sinking sinner. I'm giving you all the metaphors for what it means, according to the Proverbs, to be trapped by a whore. A whore is a deep ditch. She's a narrow pit. She's the metaphor of how we go to hell in bondage and in captivity to our sins. We spiral down into hell. Y'all keeping up with me? Proverbs chapter 7. Let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 7. I've only got a few more minutes. Look at it with me in Proverbs 7. I want you to see it for yourself. Listen to verse 24 through 27. 
And you know I'm speaking spiritually here. You do know that, right? Although I would recommend that you leave those women alone. And those, especially today, we've got some 21st century microorganisms running around. <laughs> a year later, you got a third arm. Man, where you get that arm from? I really don't want to tell you. Hearken unto me now, therefore, you children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Verse 25. Let's keep rolling. Let not your heart decline to her ways. Wouldn't that have been a good word for, for Samson? Let not your heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her path. Temporary deviation. Listen to it. For she hath passed down many wounded. Do you see it? We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.